Welcome to the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. My name is Mark Stephen Schwartz, and it is both an honor and a privilege for me to read the diaries from Allied and American civilian prisoners of war interned in and around Kobe, Japan during the Great Pacific War, World War II. This is episode number 40. We start off on May 1st, 1943. Roy Henning. May Day. Kanaka makes a lay. Sunny and windy. Take watches apart with Bryant Sterling. Oil and assemble. Dean Brutton makes a focal test on concave mirror. May 2nd, 1943. Night, uh, Roy Henning. Sunday. Sunny, nice day. Trigonometry study. Six more chicks brought by Mikado Cooks makes a total of 25. The little dog is fat as a ball, very cute. In past few weeks, everyone overboard for bridge, only five holdouts. Shave and wash hair. Read Leonardo. May 3rd, 1943. Roy Henning. Overcast, mild weather. Worked on music, writing down keys. Sewed on white jumper, cut off sleeves, collar, hem collar. Flowers sent to Art Woodruff in hospital. May 4th, 1943. Roy Henning. Warm, windy, little rain at night. Write music info and notebook. Reading Harper's March 1939. Take bath. Learn a couple new pieces on mandolin. May 5th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. There are four colors of azaleas here on our grounds, namely magenta, scarlet, pink, and white. They are beautiful. Dearest, 15 years ago today we became one. It seems only like yesterday, yet it seems we have always been one. It is funny how our lives work out. I've been restless all day thinking of you. At 10 p.m. our time, I sent you a mental message. If you received it, you were awakened from your sleep at 5 a.m. the morning of the 5th. I awoke at 2.30 a.m. and sent another thought wave your way, which would have reached you half an hour after your school began, 9 o'clock. Sweetheart, I hope we shall spend our next anniversary together. Roy Henning Overcast all day, cooler. Engraved soapbox for Bill Falvey. Watch for Bryant Sterling and my own watch. Wash pike and teakin stones. Write a notebook, all major and minor chords. Raining at night. Learn about water sizing of alundum and water alterators from Jack Taylor. May 6, 1943. Roy Henning. Bright warm day. Copy chords and notebook. Read while sunning in yard. Play music. More chicks, about 50 total. May 7, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Allies have occupied both Tunis 
and Bizarret. Axes had been split into small groups to the south of Tunis. Germans going to fight to the last cartridge. Roy Henning. Warm day. Went on nice hike. Start up hill. Hard drag. Skin off both heels. Take cold bath. Country very pretty now. Copy more music chords. May 8, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. We had good news tonight. In fact, the best since the war began. According to the Japanese evening paper, Tunisia and Bizarreta had fallen to the Allies. The Swiss consul brought a sewing machine for us Americans. Slim Houston is doing mending on it for us. He patched a pair of pants for me. Roy Henning. Warm and sunny. Feel a little tired from the hike. Work out on the bar. Receive one egg each from Mikado. May 9th, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunday. Had breakfast at 6.30 a.m. in the kitchen. Trying to make egg omelet with diced sausage meat. Very good. Work on astronomical setup with Bryant Sterling. Begin Brazilian adventure. Weather warm and balmy. May 10th, 1943. Roy Henning. Sew ham on sleeves of sport jacket. Meals today were beyond eating. Wash my head. Reading in afternoon. May 11th, 1943. Roy Henning. Gave Okapinti little music lesson every morning on guitar. Make four foot tape measure. Receive first of typhoid sh shots from Dr. Canico. Weather windy, cool, and sunny. May 12, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Papers still say that Germans are resisting in Tunisia and are making a big noise about Tunisia not being important, that the fighting had merely been prolonged to enable Germany to fortify the continent. This is now accomplished so that an Allied landing is impossible. Air raid alarm, 9.30 p.m. The town was really blacked out in a hurry. All police guards returned to the camp. Local people are jittery and papers alternate between warning people to be ready and saying a real raid is impossible. Also, much bravo about destroying airfields in China and nipping a large-scale raid in Japan in the bud. Big article in paper that Japan must raid the continental United States that it is not an impossibility. Flying Fortress B-17E flew over Osaka Kobe today. Plane was captured in Java. Roy Henning Worked with Dean on applying overlap tests to telephone lines. Red and Sun Air raid sirens sound at about 10 p.m. blackout. May 13, 1943, Harold Brinkerhoff. Last night at 10 p.m., we were aroused by the air raid siren. 
Inside of four minutes, everyone in our room was ready to move out. It was only a precautionary, but we are sure the real thing will come. We have been anticipating a raid for so long that we were not surprised. Some of the people here do not realize what an air raid can do. Some during the practice, practice took time to put on collar and tie. They don't seem to realize that when the real thing comes, it will be a matter of only five or ten minutes unless there is a continuous raid from beginning to end of the signal. The difference between the real and the precautionary siren is that the precautionary is a continuous blast. The real one is a broken blast of 10 second duration. We all rushed to the windows. Within 10 minutes, the whole of Kobe and Osaka were in total darkness. Even the railway signals were blacked out. We did not have to assemble downstairs it was, as it was only the precautionary. There was a lot of running about by fire wardens. One came and hallooed for the hospital next door to put out a light they had been burning. I went back to bed. Everyone who wanted it got a shot for typhoid today. Roy Henning, clean up room. Bryant Sterling put soles on wooden shoes, move straps for me, play some music, finish reading the book Brazilian Adventures, very good. Had some good lettuce for dinner. May 14th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. The precautionary warning continues. It was on all day yesterday and is still on today. The paper says it will probably continue for some days as air bases have been discovered in a part of China which makes a raid on southern Japan possible at any time. The papers say the Axis are unconcerned by the loss of Tunisia as it no longer holds any strategical value to them. El Zeta, I woke at 2.30 a.m., so sent a thought your way. Or maybe the reason I woke was because you were thinking of me. Our daily activities consist as follows. We rise at 6.30 a.m., Roll call at 7, breakfast at 8. 8.30 to 11 is taken up by the various classes. 11 to 12 is for exercise on the playground. 12.30 is for tiffin. Exercise on the playground from 1.30 to 3.30. 3.30 is tea. Classes from 4 to 6 p.m. Dinner at 7 free time until 9 p.m., roll call, everyone except cleaning detail for that day to their rooms, 9.30 p.m., all lights out. We have blackout curtains over all the windows which must be drawn before lights are turned on. I ordered a book on reinforced concrete some six months ago. I got notice that it had arrived from Shanghai so I guess I will receive it in the next few days. Our breakfasts are very slim. We receive about a fourth of a glass of very chalky milk, two teaspoons of sugar sometimes, a sour grapefruit, orange, 
once in a while an apple in place of the orange, a hard roll, and coffee. I take the prunes out of my Red Cross kit on bath days and put hot water over them. I eat these in the morning. Our noon meal is more substantial. Yesterday we had a chicken gravy, more gravy than chicken, over rice. Our evening meal is usually fish. No one at our table ate any of the fish last night. They were rotten. I'm going to bury them as fertilizer for my tomato plants. I now have 40 tomato plants. If they produce well, I should have enough tomatoes to feed an army. We have been issued our last Red Cross kits. I still have most of my corned beef and other canned food except jam and butter. I'm going to keep it for harder times which I am sure will arrive. The weather is not yet excessively hot. It was 76 degrees this morning when we got up, so I imagine this will be the hottest day we have had yet. I still sleep with one blanket the fore part of the night and two the last. I worked most of yesterday on the bomb shelter building on the bomb shelter building seats. I have almost run out of material. We put in five air vents in the roof, and I built about 50 feet of seats. We have the shelter wired with four electric lights. It is quite nice now. The shelter will be the coolest spot around here this summer. Charles F. Gregg All fighting seized in North Africa. Russians attacking at Kuban area with great losses. Turkey now regards Great Britain as ally, but retains non-belligerent status. Big conference in Washington between Churchill and Roosevelt, and all big naval and military leaders, supposedly regarding opening of Second Front. Polish-Russian problem, French, de Gaulle-Gerard split, and war against Japan. Roy Henning. Sew up pajamas and stockings. Play music. Shave. Reading Leonardo. Weather sunny and mild. May 15, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. The precautionary was lifted about 4.30 p.m. We learned the Americans landed on Atu Island on the 11th. The Japanese papers said America only knew about it after they had heard the broadcast from Japan, upon which many people called the Navy Department asking for news, but the department knew nothing of it. Yankee Lockheed P-38 pilot surrenders in midair to Nippon fighter. Japanese pilot gave chase. American tried to escape. This he found impossible and raised his hands in surrender. Japanese pilot drew his pistol in motion for the American pilot to fly to a field near, near Rangoon. On the way, the P-38 developed engine trouble from gunfire damage and had to make a forced landing. His plane burst into flames, but he jumped out. The Japanese pilot flew low, and the Americans signaled he was okay. The Japanese pilot flew away and landed at a field some distance away. An hour later, he came back 
and made the American pilot a prisoner. The warrior cat one time saw a flying fortress. He immediately went out to the attack. He discovered he was out of ammunition. He could not be stopped. He shot the fortress down with his spirit. This was in yesterday's paper. The article did not say, but it must have been his last flight, for he must have crashed into the fortress. Roy Henning Mild, overcast partly. Wash few clothes. Tiny bakes a salmon loaf. Receive scarlet fever shot from Dr. Canico. May 16, 1943. Roy Henning Sunday. Raining all day. Cold. Read most of the day. Little music lesson from Okapinti. May 17, 1943. Roy Henning Overcast and cool. Worked with Bryant Sterling on Roy Hahn's West Clocks, ground new ball bearings, practice music, read art in Eastern Asia Magazine. Read article in Eastern Asia Magazine. Art Woodruff, home from hospital. May 18, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. The Japanese claim the Americans used poison gas on two occasions on Atu. Tonight's paper, Japanese quotes Knox as saying the use of gas is untrue. Besides, he said, how would the Japanese know if such a thing took place as they have no communication with Atu? If this is true, there is more, no more Atu as far as the Japanese are concerned. I received my Concrete Construction Made Easy book by L. Turner and A. Lakeman today. It cost me 7.3 yen. It is only a paper-bound book of 114 pages. I don't know how much benefit I will get out of it. We also received our photographs we had taken back of all the internees. They cost 2.5 yen each. Roy Henning Overcast and Cool Finish Leonardo Excellent Book Study Electrical Code Book Had Fabulous Dinner Carrots Egg Omelet Fish and Lettuce Mikado Gives Each a Puffed Rice Sweet May 19, 1943 Roy Henning Scattered Sunshine Dr. Canico Gives Second Typhoid Shot Jack Taylor has made a treatise on lenses which I am studying. Had haircut from Maxim and shave. May 20th, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. His Excellency Archbishop Morella, the papal delegate to Japan, called at the camp today. A great deal of flurry, preening and cleaning preambled his arrival. He arrived in a whirlwind of Italian arm-waving and rapid staccato English speech with a thick accent, eschewing, I speak English very badly because I was in Washington for ten years. He firstly gave the papal greeting to all the internees and then more specifically to the Capuchin Fathers and Fathers Puyol and Spey. He inquired about conditions in the camp 
remarked that it was difficult to tell who were suffering most, prisoners or people at liberty, that he would try and do something about books, etc., but that it would probably be a year before his work would bear fruit due to diplomatic speed and red tape. He cast a bombshell into the midst of local internees by stating that local Yokohama internees were allowed to go home once a week. He gave some money to the Guam fathers and also 500 yen for the camp, remarking that he knew money was of little use, but that he could not give us much, much more as a, even a bar of soap without reporting it to the Japanese foreign office, and that good tobacco was unobtainable. His Excellency is, a, is inspecting all internment camps in Japan and is to report to Rome. Harold Brinkerhoff I fell into a piece of luck. A pair of tan and white sport shoes were brought in by the shoemaker. I got first crack at them. I bought them for only 60 yen. They have hardly been worn. In fact, they are the best pair of shoes I've seen here. They are a bit large. I will have to wear heavy socks with them. A representative of the Vatican from Tokyo was here today. He has all of the local residents riled up. He said internees in Tokyo are allowed to go home one day per week. Roy Henning, representative of Vatican Visits, says to assemble group that there is little he can do for us Maybe get us books. Make several lens experiments with Jack Taylor. Measure F and R of curvature. Find results. Take bath. May 21st, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. I had my second shot for typhoid. I felt a little bit bad tonight. Roy Henning. Cold day. Keep on shorts but had to on a sweater. Work out optical problems. May 22, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Fleet Admiral Yamamoto, Commander-in-Chief, Japanese Navy. While directing operations on the firing line in April this year, died a heroic death aboard a plane during a battle against the enemy. How come that the ranking naval commander went into an aircraft at the front line and was shot down? Was his flagship sunk or did he commit suicide? Papers flooded with news of his career, death, etc. State funeral to be held, the 25th in the history of Japan. U.S. Army landed on Atu Island in Aleutian Island Group several days ago. Japanese claim the landings made under cover of fog and heavy naval barrage. Also that poison gas was used against them. Latest news is that tanks and heavy guns have been landed and fierce fighting against overwhelming American odds is now going on. Roy Henning Cold weather still. Work all morning on lens problems and most of afternoon checking. May 23, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunday. 
Weather sunny and warmer. Work with Bryant Sterling on a shower for outside. In the afternoon, have all piping finished. Have first shower with clothes on. Wash few clothes. May 24th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. I have awakened Sunday and Monday mornings at 2.30 and 2.15, respectively. I've been thinking of Elzada and the boys a great deal. I hope nothing is wrong. On these two awakenings, I sent mental messages to Elzada. It would have been Saturday morning, 9.30, and Sunday morning, 9.15. Maybe Elzada was thinking of me. It is raining today. It rained all of last night. I turned my ankle playing ball. It is quite sore today. Charles F. Gregg. No news about Atu. Merely Bushido news and columns about death and burial of Yamamoto. Finally received physical and dynamical meteorology by Brunt. Roy Henning. Foggy, damp. Cool all day. Study optics till noon with Jack Taylor. Reading next chapter on lenses. Received third typhoid shot from Dr. Canico. May 25th, 1943. Roy Henning. Intermittent sunshine. Mild. Worked all day with Bryant Sterling on showering yard. Good fun and exercise. No effect from the typhoid shot. May 26th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. Last night I awoke at 2.30 a.m. sharp. I don't know what is the matter, but I feel there is something wrong. Responded as usual. Respondent as usual. Despondent as usual. Today at 3.30 p.m. to 10.30 a.m., there on May 25th. There was an article in yesterday's paper about a Japanese plane that had one wing shot away. The flyers threw out everything, including their seats, in order to make the plane lighter. They were afraid they would not make it and contemplating blowing up their plane with their pistols. But they were overjoyed to get back minus one wing and wept with joy. Roy Henning Raining weather, rainy weather, unable to work on the shower, study optics, read and play music. May 27, 1943, Harold Brinkerhoff. Awoke at 12.30 a.m., 2 o'clock a.m. I am disturbed. I hope nothing is wrong with my loved ones. These people are supposed to be a learned and enlightened people. I find they are superstitious. They have charms to protect them from practically every ill. A gentleman visiting in England went to a tailor. The tailor, on measuring him for a suit, found the man's waistline very much extended by a belt in which there were bags of various sizes and shapes. He was unable to get the man to take off the belt as he said he would meet with some ill. The tailor was forced to make the trousers to go over the belt. They have charms to protect them in childbirth, to ensure good harvest, and anything you can think of. They even have one to keep them away 
from having to enter the army. It was necessary to put a ban on this charm at the beginning of the Manchurian incident. Sick people go to a certain waterfall in the dead of winter and stand for a long time beneath the water's flow, believing it will heal them. Perhaps, perhaps in some cases, faith does heal them. Roy Henning Spent most of the day working with Bryant Sterling on shower. Finish. Had swell ham and fried dinner with Jack Taylor and Bryant Sterling. May 28, 1943. Roy Henning. Raining all day. Reading three cities. Bill Young says he dreamed of father and he said things will be better this year. Tiny Lukey makes a fried corn beef hash. Study optics all afternoon with Jack Taylor. And this concludes episode 40 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye now.